The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach with a very extreme passion for gut health. I've made it my mission to help you get to the bottom, pun definitely intended, of all your digestive distress. My intention is to be completely transparent about what it truly takes to get your gut back on track. Hey guys, welcome back to A Gut Feeling Podcast. I'm excited for everyone today because we're going to take three steps forward. So last week we were all about what happens when we take two steps back. You know, we went in deep. I got a little deep last week on you, so I might keep it a little lighter today. Um, But, you know, I just wanted to take a moment and discuss the homework for last week. If you haven't listened to podcast five, Two Steps Back, I really, you know, recommend that you do because whenever you're in a healing journey, when these things happen, they can be basically the fork in the road of whether you continue healing or you don't. So it's really important to understand what you do when these situations come up. So we talked a lot about creating your values in the last podcast. That was the homework. And I I just want to repeat it and go over it again because it's so important to you moving forward on your healing journey. Get clear with your value. Understand what contributes to the value. So let's say your value is having a healthy mind and what contributes to this value, going to yoga or meditation or not drinking or whatever it might be. And then get clear on what keeps you from keeping this value. Is it, you know, jealousy or Instagram or whatever it is that keeps you away from doing good for your value? Um, So go back and listen to it if you haven't. Work on it if you didn't get to work on it because once you create that foundation, these two step back moments, they rarely happen and you can just live comfortable in your own skin every day. So yes, we're going to move forward. We're moving way forward today. And the three steps I'm going to be talking about very soon are my three extra new tips to help you reduce bloat, digestive distress, and chronic inflammation of the gut. And these are tips that, you know, if you're following me and you've been on my website and you get my emails, you're no stranger to, but I'm a big fan of repetition because we always forget about the basics. We always got to go right back to the basics when we're healing and we forget often and then we try to move too far past it and we end up spending too much money or taking too much time on things that just don't matter. The number one complaint from all of my clients is bloating. 
So I say other things like, you know, digestive distress, chronic inflammation, you might have, you know, gas, diarrhea, all this stuff, but it really begins with bloating. And many of my clients say, well, you know, Jacqueline, I don't get it. I'm already eating healthy. I've been to so many doctors and they can't give me a diagnosis. I'm, you know, or I, I've been bounced around from place to place. I've been on this medication, that medication. I've tried the keto diet. I've tried paleo. I've tried the candida diet, you know, like back and forth being bounced around from so many different things that, you know, you're very confused or overwhelmed. And I was there around the age of 20 when I started this whole journey of understanding what was going on with my digestive issues. The same thing happened to me. I was, by the age of 23, you guys will never believe this, by the age of 23, I have had already had three colonoscopies. There are people that are 60 that have never had one. So you can obviously tell by that, that they were trying to figure a lot out with me and they couldn't, they couldn't really get to the bottom of it. Um, you know, I was sick since I was a kid. A lot of people uh, are sick from either childhood or teenage years because that's where it really begins. You know, hormones are changing. Um, diet is changing. Stress changes, specifically in high school. Gosh, can you guys remember how much stress we were in high school? And can you imagine, well, maybe people that are in high school are listening, but if you're around my age now, which wink, wink, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, but if you are a 90s child, <laughs> then um, can you imagine what it would be like in high school today with all the stress and anxiety and social media? And it was stressful then. And all I had was a beeper. So, um, you know, I can't imagine. And, you know, a lot of times then in the 90s, early 2000s, and even now, there's just such a blanket term with IBS or heartburn. And many times I've been told just to take, you know, um, uh, what is that stuff called? The heartburn medication, Zantac or something like that. Just take that and that will help, you know, get rid of your digestive issues. But that's just a blocker. It's only temporarily fixing the issue. And then, you know, for a while there was a medication that they were having people take that was supposed to help reduce bloat or gas, but then they took it off the market because again, it's just a temporary fix. And if people are off of it, it's not helping. So, you know, throughout my journey, then I realized how much diet and nutrition and stress management was stress management was playing a role in my healing as I was learning once I was introduced to holistic health and eating organic and making better choices, looking at ingredients, I realized, wow, there is no temporary fix for this. It's a long-term lifestyle fix and you have to take a really long, deep look at what you're eating, what you're choosing to be exposed to, what you're allowing in your life to be able to move forward and to heal. I mean, you guys have heard me say I used to eat McDonald's and get a burger, no bun and think I was healthy. You know, I used to get off work and drink a bottle of wine and smoke cigs and eat pasta. That was my life. And, you know, I never thought that this would be my life today, but it didn't happen overnight. And if I look back on how my journey went, it's still going and it was definitely up and down. So don't fault yourself for taking the two steps back, but do fault yourself if you're not willing to take these steps forward. So 
let's get into the truth about digestion. We're going to play a little truth or dare with digestion today. I'm really excited um, to be able to bring to you guys the podcast and my Instagram and uh, upcoming workshops that I have, because the more that I open up about it, the more I can help other people empower their gut health too. Um, so upcoming soon, if you're listening to this in real time, March 26th is my next digestion workshop and you can sign up on the classroomberkeley.com, which is the wellness workshop space that I take, teach all of my workshops out of. And, you know, they're, they're every semester. So if you're listening to this later and you missed this one, you can definitely find another one coming up soon. But the important part of all of it is understanding how we digest, in podcast one, we talked a lot about chewing your food. That is the number one thing you have to do to fix your digestion. And taking a step back and, and looking at how you're eating is very important. But how do we digest and what do we need to do to continue digesting our food aside from eating or excuse me, aside from chewing? Um, so, so the first thing we're going to do is address this bloating that most of my clients are experiencing that many people experience on a daily basis and think, why is this happening to me? So bloating is basically trapped air. It's a buildup of gas in the stomach and intestines. And our intestines are a very complicated system. I mean, they're about 30 feet long. Can you imagine 30 feet is wrapped up in your tiny little stomach there? And um, it takes a lot to get through. It also takes a lot to irritate it. So if you're in a zone where it's very irritated, it can take a lot to get unirritated. The things that cause bloating the most, um, you know, remember my first tip is chew, but before even chewing is the choices that you're making of what causes bloating. So the, the biggest things that cause bloating are, number one, not chewing your food, right? Number two, eating too fast. So how many of you are eating in the car or eating while working? You know, we've addressed this before. You should be just eating. Our bodies aren't designed to multitask and chew at the same time. And if we do, it can shut down the digestion and turn a lot of that food into fat instead of absorbing it into vitamins and nutrients for the body. Number three, this is from podcast two, is toxic triggers. We remember caffeine and sugar and alcohol. I lost a lot of friends and a lot of followers on that one. So, um, but need to be addressed for digestive issues and very important as far as moving forward in your healing journey. Again, remember everything is temporary. So it's not like it's forever. It's just while you're healing, these things need to be resolved. Carbonated beverages doesn't even meet, need to be pop, but Things like, you know, LaCroix and, um, you know, any sparkling water that you're consuming, this can cause bloating too, because again, it's just gas added to water. So if you add gas water to your body, what's happening? Creating bloating, creating gas. Um, another one that gets people is drinking through a straw. This is like sucking in air into your intestines. So if you're drinking a smoothie, the difference of it making you bloated or not making you bloated could be just that simple straw. And... For those of you that follow along as well, you know the JRW smoothie protocol is to not use ice, to not drink them super cold, and to not drink them through a straw, which is very important in digesting the, uh, the smoothie for the day. Other things that on a higher level 
can affect bloating in the body are when you have a sensitivity to food. So this was one of the first things that came across for me when uh, I was learning about what was going on in my body. For 21 years, I had no idea that I was sensitive to gluten. And eating the gluten caused a huge chain reaction in my body that would start with bloating, but would turn into a bunch of digestive issues, fatigue, a lot of fatigue, brain fog to the point where I couldn't concentrate, and then would take me down. It would you know, I would want to sleep for days and it would be really hard to get out of the body. Sidebar, fun fact, if you are sensitive to gluten and you do consume it, it actually takes about seven days to really rid yourself of the reaction that happens in the body. So if you're sensitive to gluten, you say, well, I'm just going to eat it a little bit. I'm not going to, you know, have it every day, but just every once in a while, if you're having it within seven days, you're constantly contributing to the reaction in your body that gluten is causing. And food sensitivities do come from having inflammation in the gut that can start with a lot of this other stuff, irritation and inflammation from the other things that I'm talking about that cause bloating. But they can also be contributing to the problem as well. For my clients, we do a food sensitivity test. It's a simple finger prick blood test. It's super easy and quick to do. I've done anything from age six months to 70 years old, so anyone can do it. Uh, you send it out, you get your results back in two weeks, and it tests your IgG response, your delayed food sensitivity response to either anything from 22 foods to 132 foods. And then you can really see what is causing inflammation in my body currently. And from there, we'll do a six-week elimination of these foods and work to get rid of inflammation in your body, reduce the amount of problems that are going on so we can just remove the problem for a little bit. It can be temporary. Many times, a lot of my clients can bring these foods back in later if they've healed their gut and they've worked hard to heal their gut. Like, for instance, uh, in 2016, I did a food sensitivity test on myself and so many foods were through the roof. That was a, a rough year for me with my digestion and stress. And one of the major things on there was eggs. And I love eggs and I miss them so much. And so I removed them for six weeks. I tested again at six weeks and I was still having a reaction to them. And by test, I mean, I just ate them and saw that I was having a reaction to them. So I waited another six months and... Now I'm able to eat eggs a few times a week or randomly and they do not affect me anymore. So I had work to heal my gut and remove a sensitivity by removing inflammatory foods and allowing my gut to heal. Make sense? So other things that cause bloating too, besides food sensitivities, undigested food. Now this does spark from chewing your food, um, if you're chewing your food enough and you're allowing it to be digested. But it can also come from where we don't see it as much, which can be what is in the food. So one thing, this again, I'm probably gonna lose some friends here, but one thing that's really hard for people to digest that can come undigested in the body is corn. And, you know, we all love our chips and guac, but corn is very hard to digest and can be and when we're not breaking it down, can become undigested. We can see it in our stool and we're not absorbing the nutrients from that. And lastly, another thing that can cause bloating, which can be a healthy thing, is raw food. 
So I love my fruits and vegetables. Don't get me wrong. I love having them every day. But it's really hard for me and some of my clients and maybe some of you out there to digest a raw apple or raw celery. It's easier when it's cooked or stewed because it's not scraping the intestines as much with as much fiber. So you're breaking it down a little bit and making it easier to absorb the nutrients and to break down the food. So now I'm going to reveal to you my next top three tips to reduce bloat. And again, bust out those journals, get ready for your homework, because this is going to be something that you're going to want to focus on for the next week or two and to start developing developing them as habits for good gut health. So number one, I kind of just said it, but I'm talking about raw food. So number one tip is cooked food over raw food. It doesn't mean that you can never have raw food. It just means if you you are experiencing digestive issues, that breaking down raw food is harder than breaking down cooked food. It's easier to digest. Also, a long time ago in podcast one, we talked about Agni, which is your digestive fire. And your digestive fire, like your pilot light in your heating and cooling system, can go out if it's dampened. And raw foods can dampen your digestive fire. So we're cooking, sauteing, baking, things like soups and stews. You know, any, you can use your Instant Pot, you can slow cook, and you can use the grill. Hopefully we can bust those grills out soon with our, with spring coming around the corner. And it helps the body break it down quicker. Furthermore, when it's cold outside and you eat raw foods, the body is kind of confused by that. So eat seasonally as well, and this will help to break down the food. Right now it's cooler, so warmer foods, cooked foods are better for nourishing the body. And along with that comes, with cooking, comes using oils, right? We have to use oils to cook. So I do wanna put in this little side note that is very important to use quality oils. Coconut oil, sesame, I love toasted sesame oil, I cook with it all the time. It's just so great. Uh, good flavor for sweet potatoes or sauteing, making a stir fry. Avocado oil and grapeseed oil are very light oils. All of these oils have a high smoke point. So cooking them on high heat or baking on heat, high heat, that's good for them. Olive oil, on the other hand, does not have a high smoke point. So it can become very carcinogenic when you use it to saute at high heat or bake at high heat. That's more for drizzling over things or slow cooking or baking at low heat. So use the quality oils, cook your food, break it down a lot easier and keep that agni going. Number two, cut back on snacking. So I get this question a lot. What can I snack on? What can I what can I eat in between meals? What if I want a snack? And I'm not I'm all for a good snack. I love a good snack. I think probably my favorite snack in the whole wide world is an apple and peanut butter. But again, two things that are very hard to digest. So you I have to be limited in in consuming them because I don't want to keep hurting my gut. But it's important to Re, uh, remind yourself that it takes four hours to digest your food. Four hours, okay? So by the time you start chewing it until it gets into your intestines, it's doing all this stuff in between. It's going through the esophagus, into the stomach, 
and the liver and the pancreas and the gallbladder are using their digestive enzymes to break it down and then it gets into the intestines. It takes four hours. So if you're eating every hour on the hour instead of eating meals, you're disrupting your digestive process. You're putting your body in fight or flight mode instead of rest and digest. And eventually your digestion will just shut down because it doesn't know how to continue to keep digesting all this food and it's compacting. And when we get compacted food, what do you think we get? Bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, all the symptoms that create poor gut health instead of allowing things to flow. So I'm sure you guys have heard of intermittent fasting at this point. I'm all about basic intermittent fasting. I don't love extreme fasting without being under a doctor's care or a health coach's care or a nutritionist care because you can really mess with your hormones, specifically women. But on a daily basis, waiting in between meals, eating full meals so that you're not hungry in between, chewing your food and allowing four hours to digest, having your next meal. You can have an afternoon snack as long as you're spacing it enough apart. And then definitely having at least 12 hours overnight from your last meal to your breakfast is beyond incredible for your digestion. Just following that alone sometimes has helped people, you know, just push them into the next level of healing. I'm going to break down a lot of this in my Truth About Digestion workshop. I'm going to go in deep with intermittent fasting, food sensitivities, and understanding all this. So I hope you guys can make it, or at least to one of them that I have coming up. Um, but for now, if you can just take that little tidbit from it, it's really um, helpful for your digestion. Number three, digestive enzymes. So if all else fails, right? We're busy, we don't have time to cook, we don't have time to eat, we're racing from thing to thing. We have things that can help us through a lot of this stuff. Or if you're just trying to get better, but there are things keeping you from getting there. Digestive enzymes, they're amazing for this purpose. So we have specific enzymes in our body um, that secrete from our liver and our gallbladder and our pancreas. And these enzymes, are exactly what digests your food. But if there's strain on the liver and the pancreas and the gallbladder, how can they do their job or give the digestive enzymes they need to? So temporarily using digestive enzymes to kind of remind them what they need to do to break down food. And so using a digestive en enzyme, having it right before a meal and pushing in some of those enzymes the body needs will help break down the proteins and the fats and the carbohydrates and delegate them so you are absorbing the nutrients. Your body is taking in all the vitamins, you're breaking down the food enough, and then it can reduce bloat and um, constipation and gas for you but always good not to rely on these things, but use them in the interim when you're trying to get better and everything is causing bloat. I love the ProGest from Thorn. You guys know I love my Thorn supplements and my um, all of my gut health supplements from Thorn. They are a great company. So I'll, I'll attach a link to this podcast for ProGest. It'll actually just be my whole dispensary of all of my favorite gut health products and you can find the ProGest in there. Again, maybe taking one or two before meals, testing it out and seeing what works for you to help you break down the food. So 
Obviously, I'm obsessed with digestive health because it is the root cause of all disease. It is the message of my podcast, and it is everything that I do on a daily basis with my clients. And even when I work with clients that have hormonal issues, autoimmune, skin issues, psoriasis, headaches, all of the above, it all comes down to inflammation in the gut. And that is where we start. So if you can join me at this workshop coming up, you'll learn so much more in depth. Again, it's at theclassroomberkeley.com. These are the things that are going to be included in the workshop. And if you can't make it, then uh, keep looking for more classes or continue listening to podcasts because I'll always go through all this stuff. I'm going to go through how we digest, intermittent fasting, food sensitivities, healing foods, toxic triggers, the brain-gut connection, which I love studying and researching, stress and anxiety. Basically, it's a crash, crash course on digestion for anyone struggling. So let's break out those journals and finish up our homework. Let's track our digestion for three days. See how these habits cre creep in. Remember our three things that we're going to be focusing on cooked food over raw food, cut back on snacking, eat fuller meals, and trying out digestive enzymes to see if that helps reduce bloat. Digestive issues are very serious. They're on the rise, and gut health is a hot topic. 74% of Americans are living with di excuse me, digestive issues. 100 million people worldwide are affected by food sensitivities. I started this podcast to help people heal these issues with nutrition, self-care, and lifestyle changes. I'm physical proof that you can change your habits and increase your vitality. My clients are physical proof. So if you know someone who can benefit from this podcast, then please share. I would love for you to share the love. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave me a review if you're feeling what I'm saying. And you can also join my private Facebook group from the link in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me. And as always, happy healing. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.